Become an iMatter member of Mental Health Matters with Marty podcast by texting iMatter to the following number, 855-717-1272. Again, that's 855-717-1272. And get all the exclusive and premier information concerning Mental Health Matters with Marty and the podcast. Also, visit my website at mentalhealthmarty.com. Again, that's mentalhealthmarty.com. There you will find some amazing merchandise to support you in your journey of maintaining your mental health and wellness. Welcome to the Mental Health Matters with Marty podcast. My name is Martina Sellers, marriage and family therapist in the beautiful state of California where the sun is always shining. And I will serve as your host and mental health hygienist. This podcast is designed to challenge your stinking thinking and your maladaptive thoughts surrounding mental health and wellness to move you from doubt and discouragement to encouragement and empowerment. Don't continue to secretly suffer in silence in the shadow of shame, but speak up, speak out, and live. As I was sitting here pondering what would be the appropriate title for this podcast episode today, I I want to entitle this Mental Health and the Vaccination. Yes, yes, yes. The vaccination, the topic of today. I mean, this has been it. You know, we are about to embark upon a whole year of dealing with this pandemic called COVID-19. And I have to admit, I did not think it was going to be this long. When we first heard about it around March 15th, that was the shutdown date of my clinic and what we were doing. And I remember saying, hey, y'all, just give it a couple weeks. Let's get back on track. It can't be that serious. We were in pre-mask Pre-mask participation with that. We weren't wearing masks. We were just kind of, I have to admit, I was real lax a days ago about it. But as the cases kept getting more serious, I had to change my own mindset. And in that mindset, I had to change how I approached therapy. I had to change my life. I had to change what we were doing. Everything about us. We did so much changing. Our lives will never be the same again as of 2020 um, and everything that has transpired. And I was looking at an interview that Bill Gates was doing, and he was talked about how we are not a people who likes sudden change. And 2020 brought a lot of change. It was immediate change. It was quick change. It was um, disheartening change. It left a lot of us in despair. It left a lot of us in uh, lack of hope. It left a lot of us despondent. It left a lot of us discouraged. It left so many of us in this despondent state that we did not know what to do. It, it, it even incited fear. It incited so many things. And I have to admit, in our black and brown communities, when we were catching COVID two to three times as our white counterparts, we had to say, 
there's a problem. And when we had to look at the situation even more closely, we had to look at the comorbidities that were happening in our black and brown communities, such as diabetes, such as high blood pressure, and so many other things that was impeding and helping the spread of this COVID-19 affect us and our death rates were increasing at such high rates that they were surpassing the numbers of our white counterparts. So even now, as we're going into this vaccination stage, we still have to say black Americans are getting vaccinated at lower rates than our white American counterparts. That still is a problem. And I think there's so many things that are contributing to this problem, such as lack of effective information that's getting down to our various communities in our black and brown neighborhoods, lack of proper access to services in our black and brown neighborhoods, lack of appropriate information and education from both a mental health point of view, from a medical standpoint of view, and, and a lack of appropriate partnerships with our community-based churches. And our churches are even going through crisis. Can I say it this way? Because for the first time, everybody was on the sick and shutting list. I know so many pastors that's dealing with depression and anxiety and PTSD and so many other things that many of them are stunned and not knowing what to do as well because life is simply not the same. And what do we do? We have to keep pressing. We have to keep on pushing. We have to keep on doing those things that we know how to do and handle the things we can control. I've been saying this for almost a year now. We have to handle those things we can control and not those things that leave us at bay. This goes beyond the Tuskegee experiments from 1932 to 74. This goes beyond the uh, J. Uh, Marion Sims, who's considered the father of modern-day gynecology. However, he performed so many experiments on black slaves, uh, on these women, uh, without any medicine or anesthesia. And, and he then later took those same findings and went to Europe and, and gave these um, offered these same services to European rich white women with and giving them proper sedation and proper medication so that they didn't feel the pain. It goes beyond the Henrietta uh, Lacks, the Hele, H-E-L-A, where John Hopkins took advantage of this woman and used her cells and, and all these things to do so many experiments and development of medicines and vaccinations and other things and did not give her credit. It goes so far beyond that uh, because because of the distrust, because of the vaccination distrust, because of the systemic injustice, and can we just say this, and because of everyday racism that continues to exist in this country, we cannot ignore um, white supremacy. We cannot ignore white privilege. We cannot, we have to become this melting pot and we have to be able to 
blatantly discuss these decisions that's affecting so many of us. We are not a divided nation. We cannot continue to live as a divided nation, rather, but we have to come together as one and address these issues that are not just plaguing us, but can, y'all, it's killing us, not just mentally, but physically as well. When we look at these numbers with nearly only about 3% of these vaccinations going out to our black and brown communities. But I'm so glad that we have so many other partners, such as Walgreens, that are partnering with us because of the lack of um, us having a federal plan and the lack of it getting implemented properly to the states. I am calling on those who are listening to this podcast. We have to do better. It is up to us. If we're going to help heal our people, it's up to us that we definitely make sure we get the message out. Again, by the time I this podcast is, re, is released, I will have taken my first vaccination shot. And then I will definitely keep you posted because I want to journey this. And I know several of my African-American colleagues who have taken and are taking this vaccination. We can't be afraid to take it. We have to make sure that we are doing the right things. I know that Louis Farrakhan and the um, uh, Nation of Islam is definitely, um, in so many ways, black Muslims are definitely saying, don't take it because of they're putting a chip in it. But listen, there are so many other ways. The government at this point does don't have to put chips in our medicine. All we have to are vaccinations or shots or anything like that. All we got to do, y'all, can I be honest? All we have to do is look at your social media. All we have to do is, is they already have chips in our phone. They can listen to anything they want. So we, they don't have to put chips in us anymore. Think about it. When you think about it, we can go to social media and find out everything we need to know. I can see and oftentimes diagnose the mental health of people uh, based upon the social media posts that they place on their different platforms. That, that says it all for most people and we have to be careful because now is also determining not just our mental wellness but it affects everything in our lives it affects jobs it affects relationships it affects our physical health because all these things are interlinked and so we have to be afraid we have to dispel the myths ourselves and how we are doing this um, if we look at this, you know, even the NAACP took a survey. I'm not quite for sure, so I'm not going to give you numbers of how many people they did survey. But in the survey results came out like this. 14% of those that they surveyed trusted the vaccination, and only 18% said they would get the vac vaccination. Now, this poll was done back in November of 2020. We are now in February of 2021. I'm definitely hoping that the numbers have increased uh, drastically in that. Let's look at some additional numbers that I did find in doing some uh, research. And this poll was taken in January, around January 20th. It says, in a dramatic, in a dramatic case, 1.2% of white Pennsylvanians had been vaccinated as of January 14th compared with 0.3 of black Pennsylvanians, 0.3 versus 1.2. We see that the numbers are definitely doubling, if not tripling in some cases when it comes to that in specific states. And we 
cannot no longer be afraid. Let's talk about the research again. Black, Hispanic, and Native Americans are dying from COVID at nearly three times the rate of our white American counterparts, according to the CDC and prevention analysis with that. And so we have to be concerned. The concern now is that we have to make sure that we are bringing the vaccination to these high-risk communities in our black and brown communities. Because if not, we're going to see, again, higher death rates in our black and brown communities. Why? Because we are not educated. We are not, the information is not given. We have to be persistent. We have to also not be afraid to ask questions and get out there to do the work so that we can be vaccinated in those things. So, Again, I want to just come on very briefly today and just share with us, we got to do better. We have to, to make sure that we dispel the myths about doing the vaccination in so many ways. As the numbers go up with vaccinations, so must the intentional efforts in vaccinating those in our black and brown communities have to increase as well. Now, as we said earlier, we know that racial disparity in the healthcare system is not anything new. So, but we have to put forth more and effort with getting the information out there. We have to make sure that the disproportionate toll on people of color begins at the front door. So we have to make sure that black and brown communities are seen and heard and that they're not underfunded, that they're not understaffed, and that they're not under-resourced in public hospitals with too many patients and not enough doctors and nurses, which is a common problem in our communities of color and on our urban community settings. But let's be clear, COVID-19 is not the only disease that is killing us in our black and brown communities at higher rates compared to our white counterparts. Cardiovascular disease is still killing more people of color compared to those in our white communities in 2020. We have to look at diabetes is still on the rise. We have to take charge of how we eat, where we eat, why we eat. Blood pressure, come on. All these other things is definitely killing us. And, and, and we have to say that black women in childbirth are still dying 2.5 times higher than our white counterparts. Black children still have asthma at much higher rates than what their white counterpart children do. And black Americans are only half as likely to get mental health treatment compared to their white counterparts. So what do we have to say? That black doctors' COVID-19 death shows racially disparities in our health care. We have to do better. Now that we know better, we have to do better. And how do we do this? We do better with our nutrition education. We do better with healthy food access. We do better with late weight loss programs. We do better with our mental health. During this vaccine, during this pandemic, rather, vaccinations won't be alone in helping to save 
our black lives. But we have to begin with our mind. We have to begin by changing the stinking thinking. We have to begin by shouting it from the rooftops. It's not too late to still address our problems. It's not too late. Still, again, I say it, we speak up. We speak up for ourselves. We speak out. We speak out to help others. Why? So that we might be able to live. It's not enough just because I might know this information that we don't um, spread it and help others along the way. So I just want to come on briefly today just to encourage you in your efforts. Don't continue to secretly suffer in the shadow of shame, but we have to speak up. We have to speak out in order that we might live. I want to thank you for joining me for this week's edition of Mental Health Matters with Marty. There are so many podcasts out there you could have listened to, but again, I'm so glad that you chose to listen to this one. In this journey called life, do not secretly suffer in silence in the shadow of shame. But it is my desire to break the negative stigma of mental health and wellness for all people. We must stop the stinking thinking by changing our toxic mindset. So as I say each week, speak up, speak out, and live. As always, remember to enjoy Enjoy your life. This episode of Mental Health Matters with Marty podcast is sponsored to you by Marcel Media Group, Marcel Consulting and Mental Health Services, Project Smith Designs, Z Creations, Carla Ray Photography, and Alex Robb's Design.